0: Right. <laughs> right, got it. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Yo! Monster Podcast. I am Tristan. I am not awkward. Finally back. Yes. It's been <laughs> a long, break. It's been a really <laughs> long break, and I'm glad to see you again, even even in Zoom. I've been talking about maybe building some big acrylic things in the store so that I can actually have people in podcasts. I'm hoping that maybe we can do that someday. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, I think it would be pretty cool. So, if I can ever figure out how to do some sort of isolation thing, we're going to be all yep. over it. And this will be a lot well, easier than this. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but today we're doing a very special movie, yet again, kind of breaking out of our normal, doing the some absurd movies that are, you know, not normal, uh, fair. We're doing pieces, which is... Uh, kind of a, a genre mainstay, I think.
1: Uh, this was like, actually crazy to tell you. First time
0: watch for me Are to do this podcast. I've never seen it. No. Oh my <laughs> god! That is that <laughs> is. Really Here's my horror surprising. card, <laughs> I mean, this is. I mean, I think this is. A lot of people say it's an under an underwatched movie. I like this movie. As soon as I knew it existed, I had to see it. Like, I mean, I saw this as a kid. <laughs> You know an inappropriately young child Watched this (laughs) Um, And I mean And when I watched it when I was like A youngish teenager I think probably Preteen maybe uh, Mm -hmm. It was like I thought that this Was like the ultimate in Grindhouse grotesque disgusting Horrifying this is the Dirtiest raunchiest most awful Thing that's ever been committed to film Who could do such a thing and Watching it as an adult I'm like Was this a comedy (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. there are definitely there are definitely some comedy to it. <laughs> it's fascinating. So it's funny that we're watching this. Maybe it's just because of the juxtaposition. But Michelle and I, for some fucking weird reason, have wound up watching Frankie and Annette movies in the la- okay. over the last couple of days. Maybe it's because we haven't been able to take a vacation, and so we're like, watch something with a beach in it. It'll make us <laughs> feel like we're we're okay and out vacationing somewhere. Um, but. Holy shit, this movie plays like a Frankie and Annette movie, where it's like, they'll be a little like, alright, we're going to be talking about our plot, and here's the mystery and all the stuff that's going on, and then we're going to cut to the hallway, and somebody's going to make a funny joke, and then we're going to go back here, and then something else... All the little <laughs> wacky vignettes that happen, it's so yeah. much like it happens in, like, Beach Blanket Bingo or one of those movies where they'll, like, oh, a Wild Bikini, how do you stuff that? I don't know, I got up. near whatever, <laughs> you know, some <laughs> dumb joke happens. And in this one, it's like, I'm going to go over and I'm going to talk to the teacher about my boobs and see if he can tell that I'm trying to yeah. come onto him. <laughs>
1: that <was laughs> that or, um, oops,
0: <laughs> Kung Fu Professor, hello! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That thing. I mean, this movie is magic. This is yeah. this is one of those gifts to cinema that like for for genre fans, it's just like I mean, you <laughs> there's no reason for any of this thing to exist. It is absolutely no. just beyond bonkers. I'm and bummed cuz uh the drive the drive-in here actually played <sighs> it a couple I weeks know. ago. They're
1: doing they're doing it again this Saturday for some reason. Wait, they're doing pieces uh, again? Again.
0: Holy shit. I, dude, I don't know why that guy who's <laughs> out there is killing it he did basket case we've been like this is we've yeah. been very lucky to have this guy at our <laughs> for our drive-in
1: yeah we just went for the first time this year we've been a couple times we saw Evil Dead 2 Army of Darkness and uh, Night of the Living Dead this year Amazing. so and then uh and two weeks from now is Madman they're playing
0: that so oh man we're gonna catch that one are, are they going to do a sing-along? Can we, do the, can we get acoustic guitars and do a sing-along to the Madman Mars
1: song? I, I'm going to. I'm sure everybody around me will. will <laughs> Everyone will it. join in
0: afterwards. Yep. Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. That's so good. Okay. Let's get into this just amazing, yeah, was, amazing, amazing but- movie.
1: Together, oh, shall we? oh, yeah. Uh,
0: two, two so, fours, two fours? <laughs> not at all. So, <laughs> we we start off in Boston in 1942. By the way, none of this movie is shot in Boston. The entire nope. movie is shot in Spain, and uh, all of the Boston scenes come from a terrible superhero movie that the director made. So, anything uh, that super actually. Supersonic Man. Supersonic Man. <laughs> yeah. Which is. Atrocious. I have seen it and it is not good. Um, but yes, uh, God, this director. Fascinating. But we'll get to some of that stuff later. Um, and so Tommy, our the littlest pervert, is assembling his sexy lady <laughs> puzzle. Uh, and his mom walks in the room and she sees that he's got filth. And she says, where did this filth come from? You're gonna wind up just like your father. I'll kill You're you if anything nuts. like this comes in the house again. <laughs> Go get a bag and burn all of this. I'm gonna burn all this stuff. <laughs> because she couldn't I'm burn it. with break this a bag. mirror while I'm at it too. <laughs> oh man, so mom is totally bonkers. She clearly has some issues with the dad. Um, <laughs> we can see how this might all wind up giving little little Tommy uh, some some issues instead uh, so instead of going and getting a bag like his mother asked him to do he instead goes out and gets an axe and he proceeds to bonk her to death with the axe in <laughs> there's no other description for it because it's not a hack yeah, yeah, it's just, <laughs> just kind of like donk, donk. So fun, <laughs> bonk 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 <laughs> It looks like like if two puppets had like sticks, like a, a Punch and Judy thing, like bonk, yeah. <laughs> bonk. But she gets bonked to death, and uh, just to protect his porn stash, he thinks that it is worth it to chop his mother into pieces to protect Loves his stash his of pornography. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then
1: he proceeds to cut her up with a wood saw.
0: <laughs> I think that might be the most gratuitous in this in this f- incredibly gratuitous movie. Him with the, the regular wood saw just like humming. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the idea of the director telling the child, All right, we're gonna cover you in blood, and you're just gonna saw. And I and I have a feeling that they didn't do any of those like protecting the kid kind of things where they're like, you know, and here you're gonna be building this after you got strawberry syrup poured yeah. <laughs> on you so you're gonna try to build a birdhouse all right kid yeah. <laughs> i think they're probably like all right kid you just killed your parents <laughs> time to saw him up
1: and, and so after he saws them up and bonks her mom to, his mom to death with the axe uh a neighbor does a wellness call so the cops come and he hides in the closet and <laughs> this cracks me up too to pretend that he, he there was a big man, big man was killing people. And this movie uh we should also mention is, is 90% dubbed too. Uh, oh boy, sure is. Over over it. And yeah. uh my god, the voice acting is hilarious. Oh, it is <laughs> so awesome. When the cop when the cop right, tried to get in the closet. Oh, scary, scary <laughs> big man. Ooh, <laughs> blood. <laughs> this
0: this is like a Hercules movie levels of dubbing. It's like mm-hmm. like Speed Racer dubbing. It's great. Uh, yep. So, yeah, the the cops go, they open the first door, they find mom's severed head on a, <laughs> like, on a dresser, and then they open the next door, and there's our little, our little kid in the corner saying, oh, big man. Big man. <laughs> big covered, man.
1: covered in blood. <laughs> I love how they don't put it together whatsoever. <laughs> this kid's sitting there covered.
0: And I mean, also, his fingerprints are going to be the only ones all over the saw, et cetera, et, yeah. et cetera. Well,
1: fuck bad. that. But his aunt lives in Boston. We could just bring yeah, him there. Exactly. Cool.
0: And, that's, <laughs> and that's what happens. Is She's like, oh, he's got an aunt. Just send him over there. Screw this counseling. It's 1942. There's no such thing as counseling. Just buck up and go live with your aunt. Uh, and then, like, this movie... If it were made today, like if this movie came out this year and looked like this and was portrayed like this, you would think that this was a fairly in the know hip parody of a Giallo movie. Like to me, like if I watch this, I'd just be like, oh, like you're making fun of all the Bava movies or whatever. Like this is this is a very smart, jokey send up (laughs) of all of those movies. And everybody says it's not a Giallo movie, but it's like it clearly is. Like, yeah. it, it very, very much is. I mean, and also the director, just because the director lied about it and said that it's not. He's like, oh, no, the killer's supposed to look like the shadow. Yeah. <laughs> First off, the shadow didn't dress all in black and have black gloves. And like, like, like the most discerning feature of the shadow is the big scarf and he doesn't even have a scarf. But whatever. And a big nose. And a big nose. <laughs> And yeah. Alec Baldwin's anger issues. He had that too. So <laughs> those are the <laughs> those are all the memorable things about the shadow. Um Yes. So this this is a straight up bava, like giallo, awesome title sequence here. We just have the knife stuck into, into uh, something. And looks it looks so cool. <laughs> it looks so cool. This yep. I mean, and everything about this really leads you to believe that this movie is going to be I mean, all of the all the production stuff and all the things that you see before watching this movie, you're like, I am in for something that's going to traumatize me. This is <laughs> going to be something that I've never <laughs> seen before. That's going to be. Yeah. What well, I mean, it, <laughs> you're not going to walk away the same. To be fair, <laughs> you will not walk away the same after <laughs> seeing pieces. <laughs> no. But it's a different thing. Uh, so we go to this this intro sequence of a black gloved figure removing a box from a drawer. It's got some blood soaked shoes and the dress that Timmy's (laughs) mom was wearing or Tommy or whatever the fuck his name is. And uh, somehow this kid has all his mom's dead blood clothes that she was
1: murdered in. I mean, Uh, (laughs) and and then, and then also we, this movie has so many like loose threads or just Mm. like pointless, like how the hell, why, why is this kid starting this now? Like, The revenge, like the snapping, has he been killing all these years? Like I don't think so. (laughs) No, he's like
0: just this. He just decides to start, and in his late middle age, he's like, "Well, I'm like in my in my mid forties. It's probably." It's about time I start murdering people again. Oh, it's been I guess. 40 years.
1: Time to time to start murdering people and put a Frankenstein lady together in my closet. I've
0: gone through. <laughs> this <is> a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> I've gone through 10 years of British education somehow to wind up in yeah. Boston. I don't. I wound up with a British accent. And <laughs> I don't. I didn't even think of the accent. <laughs> why? Why does he have a British accent? Maybe his aunt was British that he got oh, sent to. That's it. <laughs> his aunt's house was just a little bit over there in Sussex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just just down the road, 1500 miles across an ocean and you know, over there.
1: Um, so I did, I did read one bit of trivia. Um, so after we find this guy, he starts putting the naked woman puzzle back together. He's, he, he has everything from this crime scene. Like nothing was taken yeah. by the cops. Apparently, uh, so after that, we cut to one of the weirdest things: is the skateboarding scene. It doesn't uh, come back. No. Uh, and so the trivia that I read: so we see this woman skateboarding, and she's waving to her friends skateboarding badly. She's just and, a co uh, like co-ed some,
0: on a banana board. Yeah.
1: And then there's some cartoon <laughs> window movers that <laughs>
0: just Have like a mirror the,
1: back to the Back to the Future video she's, game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're moving the. Uh, <laughs> Big giant glass mirror across yep. the street And she sees it And she goes Aah! And it crashes into it And it's just That's horrible to think about yes. um, But it doesn't matter She apparently emerges without a scratch cause, <laughs> Just to be killed a little later But I guess that actress was saying Because people had questions Like what the fuck was up with that scene Why are you just back in the next Yeah, And she said that She said that apparently She hit the window In the script Or how it was supposed to be She hit the window Didn't get any injuries though But the dean saw her and that's what kicked in his idea to piece together
0: a person. That would have been... <laughs> literally, that scene would have brought this whole movie together. Literally, a, like, shooting a bunch of cracked mirror pieces on the ground with her and, like, a little bit of blood. Yep. Oh, my God. And,
1: that, and, that's, and that's why it also flashes back to the mom breaking that mirror when that happened. Because it makes the no fuck? sense because... Of, because the skateboarding woman wasn't there in, in, in 42. Like, she has nothing to do with that. But it flashes to that. Apparently, that's because it's rekindling his memory. Holy And the pieces shit. of the mirror, he thinks to put a pieces of people together, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh,
0: listen, man, <laughs> it makes so much more sense than what we were given, though.
1: Yep. I'm wondering if uh, it was just like a budgetary thing. Like, they couldn't get that actor out on the street that day. or I mean, all... You wouldn't even need to see him though. They could have just shot one reactionary shot of him standing anywhere. You know what I mean? He like, doesn't actually need to be in the frame exactly. with the stunt. Yeah. Or, or nope, there wasn't even a stunt. We didn't even see her go through the mirror. No, no, it was no, all no, no. implied through audio. Yes. <laughs> it's like a low-budget movie where a car crashes. It just like drives off the camera frame, and then you hear... <laughs> and you just see the reaction of the crowd.
0: Yeah, I love those. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot my favorite part of the intro scene when he's taking all the shit out of the box. Uh, he takes the dress out, and then at the bottom, there's an eight by ten glossy <laughs> of his mom, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like she was applying for a job in the movie, and so she <laughs> they had her headshot. It's probably totally her headshot. I, yeah. I, I love it when movies do that. There's a lot of yep. like low budget movies that it'll be like, boy, I sure do remember my aunt, and then it's just like her actress photo. <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> And I love I love her face is X'd out in, yep. in, in the brightest blood you'll oh. ever see. Like, this is 40-year-old blood, and yeah. it's so bright red, and her face is just X'd out like a, like a person in a yearbook you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> like, that kid sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yup. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this kid hates his mom. Well, she threw his porn collection away. I mean, it's understandable. Yeah, and so
0: <laughs> instead of cutting to that scene that would have been really amazing and would have explained this fucking movie in an amazing way, Instead we cut to the giallo hands assembling the puzzle and we hear little Timmy or Tom here, whatever the fuck his name is. I'm never going to get it right. uh, Saying, and all the King's horses and all the King's men couldn't put the pieces together again. And, uh, and that's, we keep getting those as little interstitials too. Those are the only things that we keep cutting back to are him doing that stuff. Uh, And so, Okay, this is something I, I'm going to go through this and then I have a question. All right. Okay. Back on campus, we've got uh, a woman studying in the grass and she's interrupted by the nicest chainsaw wielding maniac the world has ever seen. Like very friendly chainsaw monster. So <laughs> he's like, "Oh, hey, um you know, I, I'm just going to be a minute. Can I do this?" And like, "Oh yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it." And uh <laughs> and then he cuts her head off. Because he's a chainsaw monster. And is that because he saw her studying and said, ooh, I want this head because there's good brains in it. That's a brain. And then he saw someone (laughs) dancing and he's like, aha, those are going to be good legs because you were (laughs) dancing. I want those legs. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't know. I, I like. I keep wondering that. I, it's the only thing I can tie it together with. I don't know if that's true, but
1: I think I think a solid theory. Yeah, but okay. I just also find it funny that that girl loses her head right after crashing through the the window <laughs> on the street. Like she is just having an awful day. Oh <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> uh, man, so, yeah. Uh, okay, so she. And also, nobody. Sees this in this public park in broad daylight. <laughs> Somebody's revving a giant chainsaw in the middle of the day, leaves a <laughs> there's a big scream, <laughs> a big scream, giant like leaves a messy headless corpse. It seems like you'd be able to follow the sound of the chainsaw, but whatever.
1: At least, at least he actually took his chainsaw with him this time, <laughs> like the the pool scene where he just leaves it there and somehow gets it back later. on.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> after this, the, so the police go and visit the dean right after this. And they they talk about whatever. But this is where we get the first of these of the interstitials that aren't the the little puzzle things. They're the like laugh in type things where it's like we're going to make the jokes. And this is uh, this is the one where they're in the hallway and the bad girl starts talking about how the best thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed. Hey. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? Do you know what band uses that sample? It, it's in a punk CD,
1: and it's oh, been driving me really? nuts because I used I used to have it, oh, and it shit. started I off with know. that sample that it ripped into the song, and I just cannot recall for the life <laughs> of oh, me what band know. did that. I wonder. So if it it's, was... it's funny because once I heard it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's a oh, band!" Shit. I can't remember. Like, I wonder if that so was so on one of the punk Yeah, I don't know. It's just been eating away at my brain the whole time. Oh, that's uh, weird.
0: <laughs> if anybody so, yeah, knows, please tell us.
1: So this vignette, though, what the hell? These kids are just smoking pot in the hallway at school. Yep, they and sure are. They're talking about, "Hey, did you hear a new waterbed was just installed in the training
0: room?" Yes. Okay.
1: Why?
0: <laughs> you know why? It, it, because Get a cool waterbed kill? Because why is there a waterbed in that room and you go, "This is insane. We're in a training room. Why is there a fucking waterbed there?" And <laughs> If you were to say that to the director, he would point to this earlier scene and say, Hey, asshole, guess what? I took care of that earlier in the script. Uh, thank you very much. I told them to say <laughs> there was a waterbed delivered to the training room. So fuck you. It
1: <laughs> totally makes sense. What, your <laughs> so, high school didn't have a waterbed in the training room? Yeah. <laughs> <out of here. laughs>
0: I don't. I don't want to know what you're training for, but whatever it is, it's fucking gross in 70s. So go <laughs> fuck yourselves. Anyway... So, uh, yeah, so this is where she starts. She, we find this uh, Professor Brown comes in and the the bad girl basically starts pointing out her boobs to him and being like, oh, they say that I have big pectorals, sir. Where are the pectorals? And he's like, uh, I believe they're right here and points to his own chest. And and they're like they do a little bit here. And I don't know what it was about. I assume this has something to do with him being gay, but I don't know what it is.
1: Well, this is this a part two where they call him a sugar plum, or is that later on? They're like, I think he's a sugar plum. <laughs> the girls like, you know what they say about sugar? <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I literally don't know what they mean about sugar plums, nor yeah. do
0: I know what they say about sugar. I, <laughs> bad for your teeth, uh, causes diabetes. I yeah. give me a hint. I There's don't. There's some very know. weird lines in this movie. <laughs> it's full of them. And they're awesome. I mean, there's again, this movie is a treat from beginning to end just because of how stupid and crazy it is
1: right now. We're just trying on clothes without labels and finding out what size they are. <laughs> that's
0: that's a pretty great line. Um, yeah. And so, so this guy, uh, professor Brown basically is kind of like a beefy John waters type. He's got mm-hmm. kind of like a weird mustache and, uh, And yeah, so he He, comes in. He's an
1: anthropology professor and also a go-to guy on body parts, I guess, because he yes, he's an anatomy. I mean, (laughs) since everyone
0: since everyone has either seen this movie or is listening to this podcast without any intention of seeing the movie, we can spoil (laughs) the whole fucking movie here. Of course, oh, Oh, are we gonna? (laughs) Uh, I mean, of course, we're going to eventually. But the deal here is that he's a red herring. He yeah, is well, like I got that. They, this is this movie is set up in a way that is kind of also a mystery at the same time as being a normal slasher giallo kind of movie. It's like it is also a mystery movie, and so they're they're constantly putting out these people who are very guilty looking for one reason or another. You know, you have the guy who played Bluto in Popeye being the crazy a gigantic gardener gigantic with, gigantic with a creepy face all the time and a a... <laughs> He's like the most guilty-looking human being on the planet. Yeah, um, able to overpower six cops without really much trouble at all. He is. He
1: is. He is so guilty that it's impossible for him to be the the <laughs> baddie. Like you're looking is. at. You're like. like there's no way they're gonna make that guy the killer. It's just too obvious.
0: But then, then this professor is. You know, they drop basically the fact that he's, you know, he's he works with body parts all the time and all these other things that would make him very seem he's very got guilty. That
1: a teenage girl's skull on his desk. You know, that was <laughs> that
0: was interesting. I, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't just go to jail right then. But um, <laughs> yes, he does have a teenage girl's skull <laughs> stu- on his desk. A
1: student gave me this teenage girl's head. Lord knows where he got it. I'm not asking. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's, Maybe bring that to like the cold. Maybe bring that to like the cold case division or something. <laughs> <laughs> then I wouldn't have
0: this cool skull. Um, yeah. Yes, but uh, for some reason he is brought to this meeting with the police and the dean. I don't know why you would incl- include this guy. He's not. He's not a high-ranking person in the school. He's just a teacher. I don't know what the point yeah. is. I think it's just to make him. Make faces like he looks guilty. Yeah. I think that's
1: and uh and then oddly talk about how he's gay later on too, which is not any kind of plot point even. Like
0: it's not. I mean this
1: more pointless dialogue. Like this This. this is one complaint I do have with this movie is some of the dialogue scenes just drag on and on and on. Like especially like mm-hmm. first meeting the cops and then when they they formulate their plan to have a <laughs> tennis star police yeah. woman infiltrate the college like it just dragged on and, <laughs> and on. <laughs> all of those
0: things go nowhere they're all such random concepts yeah i mean again well, t- that's there's why there's i like where it.
1: They, there's a part where kendall meets a psychologist who yep like and apparently just has a closed door meeting that we don't see, we and don't we see never nope that's it care about just any of that again on. yeah <laughs> yep uh, that, those are the boring parts of the movie yeah
0: like, to me the only yeah. thing we learn in this particular boring scene is that nobody ever found the head so the head is still missing. Um, and so also, uh, OK, so the gay part, I don't think is as much a deal as this drop, which I think was supposed to just talk about him being gay. But he was like, also, Brown is unmarried and lives with his mother, which is like, oh, shit. OK, so he's a serial killer. <laughs> like, I mean, when you drop those two, it's like, oh, he's in his, I don't know, mid to late 40s and living with his mother. Yeah, he's he's definitely got something going on. Uh, so yes, and being head of the anatomy department, terrifying. And then also, and a homosexual. But, yes. but as long as he doesn't break the rules, like I guess he's okay. <laughs> so weird. What? I mean, it is possible. I mean, this was that is straight up like gay panic era. So this yeah. could have been like that could have meant something that doesn't translate to today, where it's like, oh well, of course, you know <laughs> that. That, that's got to reveal something but it yeah i guess it just doesn't doesn't play anymore which i guess is thank god um yeah <laughs> it came a little while came a little <laughs> yeah so that's that's kind of nice um all right so the dean hands the cops off to professor brown which is like he's just shown up like for a meeting for something else and he's like um Now part of your responsibility is to be the liaison to the police in this murder investigation because you're the head of the anatomy department. Goodbye. Uh, Makes sense. Makes sense. Fine. It makes as much sense as anything else. Uh, Now we're introduced to Willard the groundskeeper by watching him polish his chainsaw and mug (laughs) to the camera like a fucking loony. He's so good. I, I love this dude. I mean, he's... (laughs) <laughs> he always plays the same character but he's great every time he does it. So, we cut to the uh to the library where uh our hot whatever his name is, Kendall, gets handed a note from a hot girl who wants to go do it in the water. So she's going to go meet him at the pool. She wants to do it underwater. Underwater. <laughs> um and so after a after another weird little hallway scene, she heads off to the pool, changes into her bikini, and takes off her top after changing into her bikini and then go swimming. Because, of course. I also love, I, I also
1: love too, because uh, when she writes in that note saying, I want to do it underwater, maybe at the pool, he crumples it up and throws it away. And the killer finds that note. But the killer is also, everybody, like, he's got to be dressed to the nines in his black hat, like, black suit, black gloves, picking up trash. <laughs> and he's the dean. Like, doesn't anybody like, why is the dean all dressed fucking strange, picking up notes? And really what the I forgot that
0: he was in that room. He walks into the library fully dressed like the like the sign for neighborhood watch. Like the villain on the neighborhood watch sign. (laughs) And he's like, Don't mind me, kids. I'm just taking out the trash. Just trash picking in here. And uh Ugh, the and what's, the,
1: what's the time frame, too? Because this came right after the meeting with the dean. It's Mike.
0: so confusing because th- they basically make this big deal out of this half hour that occurred here between him getting the note and, like, so his little, like, his nerdy punk rock nerd friend, whatever the fuck <laughs> he is, who is my favorite character in the whole movie, uh, by the way. <laughs> he's who, I want a spinoff also- with just him
1: yeah who also does the uh the classic uh, I'm just gonna put on a Halloween mask and scare mm. you for no reason
0: oh. like,
1: that only happens in movies <laughs>
0: still the best scene in the movie, oh my God yeah. oh. <laughs> that is by far my favorite and also the most nonsensical but either way yeah. so so our shadowy figure with the trench coat and whatever he <laughs> sees her swimming and he drags her out of the pool with a pool skimmer. <laughs> <laughs> which, which which I love this too it's the tiniest net
1: and she can't get away but she could if she just went under
0: <laughs> like she's, nothing's trapping her in this <laughs> she's like a very physically fit woman who's like and this dude is in his late 40s it's like I think you can overpower him this dude the guy who plays the dean I realized that without his British accent, I think that's why they gave him a British accent. If you look at him without the British accent, he looks like a Richard Nixon impersonator, which was killing me (laughs) halfway through. So, um, yes. So she gets dragged with a pool skimmer, even though she could just push it away from herself. She allows herself to be dragged out of the pool and dismembered by the same chainsaw that cut the girl's head off before. Yep. And then
1: after we stare at her boobs forever, right? <laughs> this, yeah. mov- this movie, like, let's like no bones about it. It's just totally look at boobs, oh, yeah. and then this person gets killed. Like, there's yeah. some boring dialogue until you get to see boobs again. Uh, yeah. a- a- also, sad fact um, that I was reading about this is I, be- I guess it was shot in the winter time, and yeah. that pool was not heated, and that woman almost died from yeah. hypothermia from yeah. swimming in that water. <laughs> Yeah, that's. Uh, I gotta give her. I gotta give awful. her incredible props because I read that, and then watched the scene, and you know, if you do like a polar dip or something, your 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 face lights up. You're like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, it's so freaking cold. Yeah, like, you can't tell that that water is cold with her in it. Yeah, and that's ballsy to jump in there too. Like,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, she sells it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That was, ugh. yeah, that's a bummer. I hate that stuff. Um, but <laughs> she does. She got through it amazingly. Uh, so Kendall, Kendall's now showing up, the guy that got the sex note, and uh, he's, I guess he's like on his way there, and at the same time he's showing up, the, the villain is dragging a sack of body parts to the freezer, so this, I mean, this woman was very slight, Okay, this was a small woman, and then there was a pile of body parts that was left behind that was considerable. It looked like a full mm-hmm. body, and then it also and, looked like a, he, a full body that he was dragging off.
1: Yeah, I never thought of that. And he only took her torso, too. Yeah. He left every other part. Yeah.
0: It looked like <laughs> he was dragging an awful a lot more than that but, that, but there you go. Who knows? Maybe it got waterlogged, what, so it swelled up a bit.
1: Yeah. And what is this freezer? that like, does nobody else on the campus use this freezer at all.
0: <laughs> uh, honestly, this, I is, mean, this is a Dean's body part <laughs> freezer. No, no admittance. <laughs> this is where the Dean keeps his fudgicals. No one else yeah. may enter the Dean's fudgical freezer. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, is it even on campus is my next question. I mean, is yeah, that true. behind his bookcase at his house? I'm You don't ever get enough information in this movie to know where anything lives. Or why it's yeah. there or or fucking anything. They it's, they are not it's gonna tell. So you. not fleshed out. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're not allowed
1: to know. So um, I almost wonder if that was even a conversation I was... so director, where is this freezer? Who cares?
0: It's somewhere. <laughs> shut up.
1: It's somewhere, shut up.
0: <laughs> People Jump are going to be distracted by boobs.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, so uh, our our big insane huge gardener finds his chainsaw. Next to the next to the pool, covered in blood, and then he's like, "I gotta get my fingerprints on this," and so he touches it a whole bunch. And uh, the oh, cops... no, he just he put, just puts his hand on the handle. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think he noticed that
1: it was bloody at first. That's I think he just then he was like, a... Oh. And so, then yeah, then the cops what is
0: up with this? Bust in, and I don't know, man. They he gets, he hasn't
1: put his hands up or anything. He just like let's fight. <laughs> yep. And it's like a giant WWE match here. I mean, even even Kendall's coming in with a two by four and smashing
0: that into him. <laughs> Honestly, I think if you get, if you have a dude with his physicality, it's you kind of want to see what he can do. And and <laughs> I think in this scene, it really shows what this dude can do. Like you oh, watch him, yeah. you watch him fighting, and you're like. You know, you see a dude like that, and you're like, oh, you know, he's big, but what is it? And then, like, you watch him grab that one cop and push him up against the wall like he was yep. a cardboard cutout of a person. It was like, oh, shit, <laughs> this guy could take you apart. <laughs> um, that was pretty great. I enjoyed that. But, uh, I, I mean, I think it's really just to just to show what a threat he is. Because he does, he takes out those six cops really, really handily.
1: Yeah, I, I like two later on where they're like, we can't hold him. We just can't find enough evidence on him. <laughs> or maybe you could hold him for assaulting him. like a cop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's not illegal in Italy or Spain or <laughs> wherever they are.
1: But but as we learn later on, you, oh wait, they're you, you in can, Boston. That's can, not illegal. You, yeah, you you can karate fight a cop, uh, and, and uh, then just blame it on some bad food and run away <laughs> into the night <laughs> without consequence. <laughs>
0: Uh, you sure can. Oh my god. All right. Oh Boston in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think I do need to keep being reminded that it's Boston because the more I think about it being Boston, the more a lot of this stuff starts making sense. <laughs>
2: um
0: okay, so the cops tell Dean that they want to put they they go to the Dean and they're like, We want to put two undercover police women on staff at the school. Which Mm. I don't know why they say this. Why could? Why when you're scripting a movie like this, would you be like, "All right, we're gonna have we one woman, two. but we're gonna start with two, and then make some excuse as to why we couldn't have the other one"? Did you yeah. Start with one, you dumb fuck! Why <laughs> We're putting are putting an undercover cop in here. Why? Why even two? Just say, yeah. Why wouldn't you just say one to begin with? More of the weird dialogue. Oh <laughs> so weird. <laughs> But uh, they interview Kendall and the weird Napoleon Dynamite punk rock pudgy (laughs) nerd dude, whatever he is, uh, that gave the letter to him. And Kendall gives the shittiest alibi possible. Um, And he's also because he doesn't want the cops to know about the half hour delay for the letter. And that's like a big deal that disappears after this conversation. Instantly. Instantly, going. and he didn't
1: want to know because he was boning somebody else when he should have been boning underwater. He's boning everywhere.
0: He is boning everywhere. <laughs> um, so now we cut to uh, the really weird aerobics ballet class that's listening to this amazing new wave song that sounds like something like a B cut from Neil Young's Trans record or something. Very. It sounds,
1: it sounds like a it sounds like a Muzak version of uh, Funky Town. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> so one of the students has to go off to use the john, uh, which I enjoyed, such unnatural dialogue. I enjoyed seeing like someone dressed as a in for a ballet class. I gotta go use the can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I and, gotta. T- oh, again, it's Boston. Damn it! She should have said, "I yeah. gotta go take a wicked crap." I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Go for a wicked Be right back, Bub. So she leaves. Uh, yeah, after we spend a good three or four minutes just watching aerobics girls do their thing. Again, again the padding in this movie is absurd. It
2: sure is.
1: She's like, Yeah, I gotta go use the John, which is apparently a mile away and through eight different yep. hallways to get there. <laughs> sure is.
0: Dance class going to be done by the time she gets back. And there was already a dancer in the can when she gets there. Which is even weirder. <laughs> which surprises her
1: and then goes back into the bathroom with her. <laughs> like, what? You were just leaving the
0: bathroom. The weirdest, weirdest thing. Uh, okay, and so they, they both go to the bathroom together. And then we cut to the cops uh, taking Kendall to see the psychologist. Who's a, and they're like, he's a serial killer profiler.
1: Cut and yes, never nowhere. hear about
0: <laughs> it again. This character's <laughs> gone. This notion is out of our heads. Forget it. It never happened. Yep. Okay. They decide on their lady cop, who it turns out in her off time happens <laughs> to be one of the world's highest ranking tennis pros. You know... <laughs> She does her her 9-hour days at the police station, then she goes and eh, plays Wimbledon, you know, cuz fuck it, why not? She is and, so and famous that this random dude is like, "Holy fuck, you're that tennis player." Can you imagine how famous a tennis player you have to be before some rando recognizes you on the street? Yeah. Real fucking famous.
1: And uh and, and also um why would you put a, red, uh, a an easily recognizable famous person undercover?
0: <laughs> There's a couple of things about that. So I kind of get the idea that it's like she can blend in by being like, I'm a I'm a professional tennis player. I'm here because your tennis team wanted me to come in and coach. And this is like a, a special thing that I'm going to do. Sure. That, that's that's a really good cover, you know, because mm-hmm. it, no one would expect that. Okay, however, what happens if she's at the police precinct sitting in a chair at her desk and a Boston Globe reporter shows up? Well, then maybe you shouldn't point directly at her and say, why don't you talk to her? The undercover yeah. <laughs> person who's <laughs> undercover in this story that you're trying famous. to write. Hey,
1: don't there, there, there's no story in a tennis champion who's also a police officer going undercover at a college where a bunch of murders happened. Just, just go talk to her. Yeah. There's so a story. There's a story there. We're fine.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed. I did love. So we have this grizzled cop who's like our kind of our main cop. And he's like, the the reporter comes in and she's this like firebrand reporter and she's talking to him and she won't take no for an answer. And he's she's like, there's something going on at that campus. And he's like, campus? What campus? I don't know about a campus. There's. I uh, what what's going on? I murder. I didn't. I, uh, nothing. Uh, why don't you talk to her? Talk to her. <laughs> I <it's> boom. <Like>, like, <laughs> you always you almost just want
1: to hear those Simpsons like feet running to the car. <laughs> it's it,
0: <laughs> this movie was not written as a comedy, but that is so like it's like a sitcom. Like that whole scene <laughs> could have been done with Urkel in it, and it would have n- <laughs> not been that weird, but. Great again makes me happy That it exists uh, yep. so, <laughs> so our Now our undercover tennis cop Is participating in some big Tennis match She's already been made by this fucking reporter She saw the cop At the precinct Now she's at the school She's like the reporter is there At her tennis match at the school She knows she's a cop She can't fucking put it together this reporter does not know what's happening. And so she also, wins.
1: I just want to say this tennis match is hilarious. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you go back and watch it, both of them, both her and the girl she's playing tennis with do not look like tennis players at all. This and, was uh, the first time they had
0: it, played tennis.
1: <laughs> yeah. They, they actually every, had
0: to be, they had never played tennis before they got hired for this movie and they had to be <laughs> trained.
1: Yeah. And and also, I love every time it cuts to the student. She's always running to the edge of the, the court, hitting it back. And then it cuts back to her again. And she's running to the edge of the court. <laughs> she's running to the edge of the court. She's never just there. <laughs> she's
0: always no way, running man. Back.
1: Same di- same direction. <laughs>
0: she's. I mean, she's one of the world's greatest tennis players. Of course, she's <laughs> demolishing this poor kid. Um, <laughs> so. After our undercover tennis cop Finishes her her match She wins and then The beginning of a trope That might be the most annoying thing Of this whole movie The John Philip Sousa marches That play (laughs) through this Fucking film She wins and instantly they're like Put on the Philip Sousa I love it So fucking weird Again, I love Archie band music, so I I'm mean, kind of weird about that. <laughs> that is, you know, that is uh, kind of odd. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so. She, I have
1: Philip Sousa CDs in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, be I mean that
0: kitchen is kitchen's better than car.
1: Yeah. Listening and the Residence covered John Philip Sousa, too, on uh, Stars and Hank Forever there. Okay. The, that was cool.
0: That's why. I, now I see the connection. <laughs> Um, well, they intro- they introduced me to the greatness uh, of Souza. I see. Uh, I have terrible flashbacks to John Philip Souza because when I was working at Kinko's in my training phase, they put me on the late, wicked late night shift with one dude, one crazy person working in this Kinko's, and he was obsessed with marching bands. And he was like, oh, I, I'm supposed to be training you for this thing, but I'll give you a treat. You can watch this performance of the USC blah, blah, blah marching corps for the next hour and a half. And I was like, I'd rather watch the Kinko's train. Oh, you're going to put that on anyway. <sighs>
1: okay. <laughs> do, do, do you mind if I play this music while you're watching sexual harassment
0: videos? <laughs> John Philip Sousa is great for a sexual harassment video Um, (laughs) (laughs) oh shit anyway so uh, the killer pulls out his puzzle and starts putting the bits together now I don't know this is another thing that I'm probably hoping that this was something that they were doing and they didn't actually do it were they trying to say that he was that like okay we've got the head and now he puts together the head now he's got the arms. Then the arms go on.
1: Oh, well, they're they're definitely doing that.
0: Is that what was happening? Because I couldn't Yeah I mean the the arms had to be that lady in the elevator, right? Because she was left well, alive. Oh they were,
1: yeah. She lost she was she lost both of them, yeah.
0: Right, because she was she was alive until the paramedics got there and then she died of blood loss. So yeah. she was like That sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean to be fair, pretty much all of these chainsaw deaths kinda suck. I mean None of them are ways that I would want to be cut up. Um, nope. But, okay, so. so <laughs> As opposed is, to
1: all the ways I do want to be cut up. <laughs> I have two separate lists. This <laughs> is the. <laughs> uh,
0: oh, God. So, okay. So, one of the dancers from earlier is practicing alone. She's listening to, like, weird burlesque music um, while our heavy breather is, like, watching her in secret. Um,. So she gets dressed and then you know that shit is about to go south because you get the fucking funky 70s disco cop music. Like the hi-hat starts (laughs) up. You're like, oh shit. Lots of really fast hi-hats. Something's about to go down. Like Kojak's going to start chasing you or whatever. Who (laughs) knows? Um, And then we get what is surprisingly the first... Uh, big sexual metaphor Shadow that I that they did And then they like later on they kind of Intentionally avoided it He's walking and he's making chainsaw Dick as he's walking and the shadow Is just like him with chainsaw Dick and I was like oh Okay they're gonna move on with this Theme no it just never comes back It was just a one-off no. chainsaw dick It was probably an accident honestly
1: <laughs> I don't, Yeah I think you're just a pervert I didn't even mean to do that <laughs>
0: I was You're hoping. the only
1: one thinking chainsaw dick in this house I, I didn't was thinking it.
0: chainsaw dick uh, <laughs> Anyway so She can sense That there's something wrong She senses chainsaw dick in the back of her head She's like I gotta get out of here She starts running before ever seeing anybody And She gets to the elevator And then he's there And she's like oh phew! Oh it's just you sir uh, I yeah. was worried for a moment
1: And then she just finds it, I guess, normal that he doesn't say a damn word and then just ignores her forever. Yeah, I guess Uh, so. And then they're waiting for the elevator and then he's he's hiding a chainsaw behind his back and she didn't notice this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she did not. Uh, He slams on the... uh,
1: And also, he's in in his shadow costume too. So it's like... Oh, shit, it's you, the dean, in this weird-ass costume and a hat, (laughs) holding a giant yellow chainsaw behind your back. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. It's all fine. Um, I mean, I'm sure
1: you're probably just going out to cut a tree or there's something, you know, (laughs) blocking shade in your office, you know?
0: (laughs) He's got a British accent. He can't be a bad person. Yeah. Um, And so he slams on the emergency brakes on on the elevator. She screams. He revs the chainsaw and in one of the goriest scenes of the movie like lops both of her arms off and there is a wonderful gout of blood across the side of the, the elevator
1: and it, and it's a wonderful effect too yeah, it when is, her arm is good. cut off it, it shocked me yeah, yeah
0: that is it, that one was super legit there's a couple of yep. super legit ones in this and mostly it's because they used you know they did the like just Real use blood actual and blood and actual guts cut up dead pigs and yeah. shit yeah <laughs> so that that is pretty effective but this was an actual illusion that they had to pull through, and that worked really well. Um, mm-hmm. So our hero shows up with some cops. They go in, and they all barf. <laughs> you know, of course, I, I it kind of makes sense. Um, Brown shows up again, looks super guilty because he's our red herring, so of course he's going to look really guilty. And then we cut to this weird sex scene with our hero where... The girl that he's with is making too much noise. She's too excited it, by his sexuality. It's just too and the much the voiceover is hand. hilarious here. Yeah, it's like, baby, can't you contain yourself? You're going to give us all away. It's like, oh, I love having sex with you You're so much. <laughs> <laughs> you could put a bull gag in my mouth, and then I wouldn't yeah. be able to scream. Uh, it's amazing. This This was great. This was for anybody who saw the Mystery Science Theater of Pod People and was like, you know that singer from that band? I want to see his dick, and it was like, yep. that, that's what you get. You get the Pod People singer's dick." Thanks, everybody. Uh, anyway,
1: I, I I like it when movies show dick. They don't do it enough. It's so, true. Props to Pieces. That is for showing us his piece.
0: It is. <laughs> it is a very bold move. Um, it is
1: not just a flash either. Eh? You you can stare at that dick if you want you can to stare at that <laughs> dick.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It is very. Uh, I don't know. Progressive, I guess. I mean, if you're going to show that many naked ladies, you got to yep. at least try and have something else. I mean, it, it does. I mean, obviously, it's, it's tough it to bring down yeah. the exploitation factor in a movie like this. Yeah. But I, I feel like that does help to tamper down the exploitation a little bit if you're mm-hmm. equally exploiting. So uh, he looks out the window and sees Tennis Cop and he's like, oh, shit tennis cop I've got to go got to go talk to her for some fucking reason
1: I guess because the cop told him to keep an eye on her because he's a junior cop I guess
0: oh he's <laughs> he's like being commissioned as story like, arc of, like
1: I'm gonna be a cop one day and, and
0: <laughs> him being like they, they give him like a little junior policeman badge and they're like Come on, junior. You're going to come with us and we're going to give you a little toy gun to play with and it's going to be fun. Yeah, that's a weird yeah, that whole thing is really fucking strange. Uh but he does. He sees her and he's like, "Oh, I was maybe I wasn't supposed to be having sex. Maybe I was supposed to be being her well, second that, that, so she doesn't get murdered." You know. That,
1: that's another, that's another thing that cracks me up. Like he was supposed to be watching her, but he wouldn't have if he just didn't look out the window randomly right. I guess. he just randomly
0: <laughs> happened to see her walking I mean if she's I know that this is like being portrayed as like one of those New York vice stories but I mean a vice story requires backup like she's just <laughs> like like where you would have the female cop dressed as a hooker or whatever there's somebody strangling prostitutes and we've got to have our vice cop yeah. out on the beat um, and it's like yeah but there's no one helping her She's not like, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't really ring true to what they're trying to do. Yeah,
1: true. And the killer was only only targeting students too, right? Right. So, so she's not even the right archetype, aside yeah. from being woman.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. They. Yeah. They never killed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's this does not work in, at all. They just saw no. <laughs> a bunch of movies and were like, mm, "Some of this stuff is fun. Let's put it all together." Uh, but she's walking down Throw some things at the wall hey everything stuck. <laughs> everything's stuck cool. <done>. it's great <laughs> <laughs> bruce Le shows up sure why not we need him uh, yeah. <laughs> so she walks down this alley, uh, alleyway we see we see the chainsaw we hear his creepy breathing and you know in in this just the cliche of all clichés that you're ever going to see in a movie like this The killer's about to go after her and he gets thwarted because a Kung Fu guy comes out of nowhere, beats the crap out of his victim. And so he can't attack her because they're too busy having a Kung Fu fight. God, how many times are we going to see this same fucking scene? Every fucking movie we cover, (laughs) we got Kung Fu guy popping (laughs) up. Everyone. (laughs) So this obviously is the weirdest scene in a slasher movie maybe ever, like maybe. Yeah. Ever. And it is only because the director also directed Bruce love movies. And so he was filming one somewhere else and was like, Hey, why don't you come in and do a cameo? And so he wrote, <laughs> The most absurd cameo possible—something that doesn't make any sense because I guess they were just like, same day they just cut the scene and just went, "Fuck it, now you're here," <laughs> and I think that's it. And so
1: yeah, so it cracks me up. So he just jumps out, yeah, yeah, starts kicking and flying through the air. Uh, kicks the cop pulls his her gun. He kicks the gun out of her hand. Thank God. Eventually, the cop eventually the cop kicks him in the nuts. And he goes down for the count. And that's when Kendall shows up with his dirt bike and
0: says, Oh, hey, it's the Kung Fu Professor. <laughs> and he says, Oh, uh, yeah, I uh, just, uh, I was running and then I was on the ground. Uh, don't know what happened. See ya. Runs off. Must have been some oh, oh, bad what? chop suey.
1: Bad chop suey. <laughs> oh, bad chop suey. Bye. <laughs> what? <the> <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's. The- and and they let him go.
0: Like, yeah, like, you were
1: just assaulting a cop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you literally kicked the gun out of a cop's hand.
1: And you just go, back up, silly we Bye. bye. And, and they're cool with that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they just laugh it off like it's just a fun little thing yeah. that happens all the time. Yeah. And then
1: I, lo- and then I love uh, the cop. She's like, first got to find my gun. <laughs> she just goes <fits laughs> over and picks it
0: up. <laughs> Oh,
1: that
2: was a that was quite that was the chapter a search, in our life, the getting yeah, of the, the gun.
0: Whew, glad that's over. Uh <laughs> so they so no harm, no foul on the police assault. And so they so uh, tennis cop and Kendall ride off on Kendall's motorcycle that is running very rich. It is just barfing blue smoke out of the back of it. <laughs> Like a fog machine and uh and they go off and I don't know, go someplace.
1: Well, they go back to her house, which was supposed to be another sex scene, but apparently uh the cop did not want to do it. (laughs) Nice. So they're like, Okay, so I guess he could just say bye at the door and then we'll throw his punk friend there for some reason with a mask. That's
0: (laughs) great. Uh, Um I mean I'm glad because there did not need to be another sex scene in this movie. Um So the Boston Globe lady is wandering around, and now I guess she's second choice, because clearly he was going to go after cop lady. Uh, And so she knows she's being followed, so she ducks into, I don't know, there's a pool table there. It must be there whatever the room it's is the that had training the, room it's the training yeah. room because they
1: trained it they trained to, train to smoke pot and sleep on water beds and play billiards and it's like it's like home ec but for like bar life <laughs> i don't know what it's, like it's you're training. you're gonna go out you're gonna go out and play pool at the bar you might hook up with a chick and go home she might have a water bed you gotta get used to that too
0: <laughs> it is it, these are italian movies so maybe no, this was shot in Boston. Oh, right. This is Boston. So, to be fair, <laughs> all these things, all these terrible stereotypes apply there, too. Anyway, so, <laughs> she, I I actually, I got to say, as much as, you know, these little moments of tension are kind of just filler for this movie, the tension in this part was pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of felt it. You were like, okay, oh, nope, nope, Uh ah. You know, she's just poking around, looking through different doors. But because of the way that it was filmed, like camera work, very good here for something that would be otherwise very boring. They figured out how to make it kind of interesting. So I, I definitely give it some some kudos for that. Eventually, she finally gets chased into a room. The lights come on, the doors lock, and then our our killer comes out and stabs her on the waterbed just so that they can have that crazy scene cuz somebody was like oh we got to do this blood Imagine and water on and a
1: water yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean they're, they're not wrong it's pretty cool
1: and this and this kill bothers me too because it ends with the the knife through the mouth effect which looks great yeah but right before he stabs at the back of her head you clearly see the knife rubber and it bends and i don't understand why you wouldn't just cut literally one second earlier it would have been perfect you wouldn't have lost anything it still would have worked but no they kept that bendy knife in there yeah and it took me way the hell out of it and i'm not usually one to notice quick things like that and even i even i was just like what
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know the answers for that one that's i don't know but you got to admit at least the when you're
1: editing a movie you watch the clips over and over and over again didn't the editor notice this like
0: maybe the editor hated him
1: yeah Hey, did you take that bendy knife part out? Yep. Oh, Wink. sure did, dickhead. <laughs> sure did, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Added more boobs, too. We should be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: Yeah, okay. made that dance scene two extra
1: minutes for
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so this is, this is that scene we were talking about before where Kendall goes to the cop's house. He gets shot down. He's like, hey, weren't you making coffee? Sex coffee? Yeah. No, not sex making coffee. sex coffee. <laughs> Bye. Uh, get lost. and no uh, copy for you. And I love his Nelson Muntz friend just shows up here, so we get the the mask scare, and it's like, oh, he's scary mask. He takes it off, and it's actually his punk rock nerd friend, and he's like, oh, Casanova, and then runs off.
1: What is he doing at cop house? He's literally
0: he it's follows the middle of him night. around. I love the idea that he's just Nelson Muntz and he's just like ha he's just following people around just to laugh at their moments of disgrace That's it's gotta be bullpen. another one
1: of those moments in this, that just has the director, why, why is my character here?
0: Who cares? Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> Shut up in <laughs> your face! Uh, so now we see the, the murderer's corpse freezer with his most recent victim hanging on a hook I assume because they couldn't get her boobs in the last scene, they were like, I don't know how we can shoot this, that we're going to get your boobs out. So we're just going to have to hang you on a hook and show your boobs here. So they're, <laughs> And that's what they do. So she's hanging in the freezer with her boobs out just for boobs. Now yep. a girl is playing tennis outside, and she's like, in the middle of practice and then really loud John Philip Sousa starts playing and she's like okay fuck this I do not want to listen to this anymore and goes in to take a shower
1: I also love too. before (laughs) of course she goes to take a shower I also love too when she's playing tennis we see her take two two tennis balls out of her pocket she takes one out and she hits it and she takes another tennis ball out and she hits it and that's all she has I'm all out of tennis Oops. So did she ha did she previously have like twenty tennis balls each in the pocket of that tiny hoodie thing she was wearing? Like she doesn't have a basket or anything. There's no other balls there.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, that could have been yeah, her so entire we, tennis workout was hitting those two balls yep. and then going back in.
1: And I don't know if she I don't know if she was going to shut the music off or she was just like they made it kind of unclear on this because you thought, but then she just went in and took a shower yeah. instead. Like, I think she was just like, "Well, fuck, I can't concentrate hitting my tennis balls with yeah. this music, so I'm out of here for the day."
0: Plus, yep. I'm out of tennis balls. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: plus I'm out of tennis balls. <laughs> hoodie can only hold twenty. Uh, but yeah, so she goes in for a super gratuitous shower. Seat. <laughs>
0: super gratuitous. Yep, <laughs> and uh, she's like, she's taking the shower, and the really loud fucking march music is still playing. While she's a like, sexy I love shower, it. but it's yeah. John Philip Sousa playing over my sexy shower. Oh, God, I hope she does not have that on her sizzle reel when she's going yeah. looking for jobs.
1: I I I think the, 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 the Sousa throughout the whole scene works so well. I absolutely love
0: it. And so, I mean, especially when she starts getting chased. So she's like, she goes in, she yeah. puts her towel on, whatever. She senses the killer like everybody else seems to. And then she gets chased around, blah, 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 still so much John Philip Sousa. He's cutting yep. through the door. He's suggestively ramming through the door with the with the chainsaw. And then finally, like, <laughs> she pees herself and then he cuts her in half. <laughs> and she gets substantially thicker when he decides to cut her in half, which is interesting. Yeah because uh, she is a slight little, little person, and that yes. was a, clearly a giant pig that got mm-hmm. cut there with that thing, but whatever, it's still a cool looking scene they look great, yeah um, our, our big, demented groundskeeper comes out, and he's like, and they're like, come on shut off this fucking music, it's really irritating, <laughs> our two main characters come in, and he's like again, this, this isn't a yeah. But this is this
1: weird. It's a weird too, because like, he comes out with a trash bag, like he's carrying the body, And then sees them, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna go right. put the trash bag back inside." But like, you are not doing anything wrong. Like, he's supposed probably.
0: to look guilty because what if he's but the you killer? You can't
1: pointlessly look guilty. <laughs> I mean, you can in
0: this movie. Um, yep. But this is another another moment of this movie where he's like, uh, "Well, you know, I'm I'm in charge of groundskeeping, not the annoying music thing." <laughs> but I do have keys to the annoying music room. Okay. Yeah. And earlier in the thing, it was explicitly said that you don't actually work at the school. You are just hired to do a specific job and leave. That once you're done uh, he, cutting he, down some he, trees, he, actu-
1: he actually made the deal with the secretary. Apparently. <laughs> ah, there.
0: there we That's go. What
1: he said in the beginning is just like that was a deal I made with your secretary. Like, yep. What secretary hires groundskeepers?
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, th- It's complicated. This is a complicated film. Um, (laughs) So they do eventually, you know, uh, Kendall finds the corpse and our and Bluto shuts off the music and we're fine.
1: I love the music player. It's like this gigantic IBM supercomputer from
0: the 60s. (laughs) I mean, it probably probably was, you know, that's probably what it took to to run (laughs) that music. Uh, and he just—he's like, "Oh, click!" It's Like these aren't my keys. Someone else was in here. What's going on? Click, and then shuts it off. It's fine. Kendall found That's, the found the mutilated another, corpse. Another, another thing that goes nowhere. The yep. Missing swapped keys. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so we are now at how many murders? Is this three or four? Four. Sure. Something like that. <laughs>
1: The girl, with head, head the head, shoulders, beginning. knees, and toes. Uh, pool, pool girl, elevator girl, waterbed girl, uh, tennis girl. So five, five dead.
0: So we have five dead, and they still haven't closed the school. No. Okay. All right.
1: There's nothing going on at the school. Just <laughs>
0: okay. ask her about it. <laughs> That's impressive. That is like legitimately impressive that you can have five chainsaw murders at a school and not close down. <laughs> like, I mean. I remember getting, like, five inches of snow and getting to have the day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm impressed that Boston can have five chainsaw murders at one of their schools. And, yep. you know, it doesn't even no na- That's classes. no Namby Panda
1: University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're fucking tough. Damn. Get harder. Go home at BU. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so we have another weird conversation with the curmudgeon cop and his curmudgeon partner. Uh, he calls him up and he's like, "All right, we got to get on this thing. We got to know what's going on." He's like, "I'm so tired, man." He's like, "Take some uppers." Yeah. Uh, okay. And what files are what? What is he even going through? Every know. fucking person that
1: goes to that school. What? Don't you have it? Don't you have it whittled down a little bit because you brought in that profiler? Or did you guys already forget about that character? No, they've forgotten about gone. him entirely,
0: <laughs> and more yeah. than that, so they've uh, they've forgotten about their profiler. Great, but they've yeah. got. They send him down to the basement to do this work Eventually you know they're like I'm skipping ahead here But none of it matters They don't find yeah. anything out They're like It's a scene where you could have literally had him Go to Like the scene would have made sense If he opened up a file and said Look in here The You know it says here that he's He had a change of name And he blah, blah, blah. And this, you know, like they could have found that information there. Instead, they're like eating Wendy's and he walks over to the phone and he's like, oh, it's him? Okay. Hey, turns out it's this guy. All right. Bye. Yeah.
2: (laughs) What?
1: Oh, who who does he call to? Is it Arlington? Or he's like, he's like, let me call my boys in
0: Arlington. Hey, Arlington, this is this guy. (laughs) What? What? There's some sort of joke, too. I, I think there's a Kojak joke here. I'm not 100% sure because he says that he's going to send them a case of lollipops. Case
1: of lollipops, yeah. The, was, I, did Kojak eat lollipops? Yeah, that was, was that his thing. thing. That, was, that was a Kojak oh, okay.
0: thing. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, so whatever. Our killer puts his mom's shoes on the ca- hanging corpse in the freezer. So we're we're getting a clue well, that I, he might have something wrong with him at this point.
1: Well, I think at this point, they do a sloppy job at showing it, but I think his mom's shoes don't fit on the corpse he has. That's why he was trying to get the yep. feet from cop lady later. Yep.
0: yep. I believe you are correct. Um, yeah, I, I wish that he had seen her feet somewhere else and was like, I don't know. There's None of these things really tie together properly, but whatever. <laughs> um, uh, cop and Professor Brown do a walk and talk, where he drops the one of the better lines of the movie, which is I'm just so used to corpses, I guess I'm just callous. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you definitely sound callous. There are five women dead, and uh, you should yeah, and probably be d- upset. And
1: you're just a professor. How often are you seeing fucking corpses?
0: Like <laughs> Way too goddamn. Do you do, human,
1: do you do human dissection in your class? Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> in his spare time.
1: Oh, it's it's super hardcore Boston College. Fuck the
0: frogs. We're cutting up bodies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's more people dead from the hockey riot. Let's cut them up. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, Kendall is like telling the lady cop that he's working with the police and all this stuff, and <laughs> and the police hire him for this important job, even though he has been present at every single. Death. He has been there. He has been. Nori has. Within walking distance. Yori hasn't
1: been present class. Yeah. When the hell does this kid go to class? <laughs> uh,
0: does he even go to school there? Who knows?
1: Yeah.
0: Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> He's yeah. majoring in Bonin, clearly. Yep. Um,
1: Casanova <laughs> 101.
0: <laughs> yep. And so now. Yeah. Lady Cop goes to visit the dean. And why? Uh, honestly, Can you answer I me mean, this one? I can't, I, I don't have any, there's no reason for her to do this.
1: I don't know what she has to talk to him about. Like,
0: I don't know. She was just looking for some of that yeah, sweet but she's like, all, like when's, when's
1: he getting back from Arlington, I guess no I think it, he says that's where he goes too he's like hey, he goes to the he goes to Arlington on the first of every month Or something like that
0: I don't know it makes oh sense. Makes probably sense.
1: because his dad was in the air force in 42 so he probably died in war That yes, makes sense
0: yes Arla- yes got it yep you're right okay that makes Solved. sense ah, everything in this movie makes sense nice good job yeah that, that would <laughs> yeah. definitely be the reason okay call me the cinema sleuth <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so he goes out into the kitchen, makes her some instant coffee with some neurotoxin in it, and hands it back to her. She drinks it down, and she's like, oh, this is fucking great. I would like some more poison, please. And so he goes back and gets her a second helping of poison. which Cosby coffee. With Cosby coffee. She enjoys it (laughs) quite a bit. Uh, And then uh, so now she's paralyzed. The Dean is in in any other movie would be telling her his evil plans, but he's just being weird. Uh, And he's lustily looking at her feet. (laughs) So whatever. He grabs some plastic tarp so that they don't make a mess. And uh, (laughs) Kendall and the cops arrive simultaneously. You know that it's the cops because there's really groovy 70s cop music. They walk up the stairs way too slow for an emergency like this. Um, (laughs) And then we go totally crazy Italian horror, like, the soundtrack just goes bonkers it's like it, it started out with so many little waka chicas and then as they go up the stairs it starts adding an extra organ and it gets like gobliny and crazy and awesome this is the, that part of the music is so good uh, yeah really 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 like that um and so they get in they bust in the door they don't find they find her on the couch but the dean is missing and she's sitting on the couch darting her eyes I love this. at the <laughs> yeah, darting at her the eyes curtains. at the eh. curtains and everybody's just intentionally being oblivious there's no other explanation maybe she's symbolizing that you should try to get her on her feet and walk her around the room <laughs> maybe that's literally the last thing you should be doing yeah uh and so they're too fucking stupid for this Kendall's like getting her up and trying to walk her around but then the dean comes out from behind the uh behind the curtain with a knife almost stabs him but he drops her just in time to avoid being stabbed he just yeah. flat out drops her like just like of eh, sorry um oh, well. and he does hope that drug makes you not feel pain too? Yeah, let, let's hope. Don't worry ask the other cop he's an expert In it Um, (laughs) So They've you know he's Wrestling blah 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 You know for some reason this Middle aged Like dean is Like almost stabbing This young healthy dude I'm not really seeing it but Whatever yep he almost gets The better of him but the cops walk in at just The right moment and shoot him in the head like full on I love forehead shot,
1: without with zero hesitation, <laughs> he like walks around the corner. And he's like, "Oh shit, boom, headshot!" <laughs> no, like a freeze or get off him or nothing. It's just like, "Oh nope, man!" No, and it and it's a uh, and it's a surprise too for me because they they took out the the killer always gets back up in these movies. Yeah, like they just they they don't when? do like a chest shot where he can get up later. Like they just straight take the killer out in a second. Like, well, uh, that's like, because okay. they
0: were saving that for something else. They. They diverted that expectation and then mm-hmm. came back with a, a 20 times weirder choice, a hundred yeah. times weirder choice. But this is this is that scene I was just mentioning where I was like, the cop knows what's up. He okay, so they're like, "How is Mary doing?" And the police officer says, "She'll be fine." Now, you don't know what she was given. You don't know what yep. dose she was given. You don't know shit, dude. Like, she'll be fine. She'll be drugged. fine. I, <laughs> like At least call an ambulance. I mean, I know you're, yeah. you're clearly an expert in unnamed mystery drugs that are in brown bottles with no labels. But, you know, maybe just to be safe, let's get an actual doctor in here to see if she's going to be okay. Uh, yeah. Nah, she's going to be good. Oh,
1: did you notice the ambulance? I'm pretty sure the ambulance was the same truck As the uh, the window truck In the beginning of the movie, it looks like they just changed Magnet letters on I the side of it I
0: like, would not be surprised by that That sounds, <laughs> that sounds absolutely Feasible uh, And the only reason I noticed plausibly. it is because I
1: was just like I've never seen a bread truck as an ambulance And then all of a sudden I was like, oh wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> Right, they had one of
0: those previously
1: And the ambulance just says Boston Health on it <laughs> Like, okay <laughs> It's almost like like
0: the generic repo man. You may as well just put ambulance on the side. Police. Ambulance, yes. Awesome. Yep. So they find the jigsaw puzzle, and they exchange some bon mots about it. They're like, hey, you join the cops. You'll see all sorts of weird shit like this. I'm ready for anything. And he pushes on the bookcase, which spins around, and the jigsaw corpse – falls onto our hero and pins him to the ground.
1: I effing loved this scene. Yeah. Where he said, join the forest. You'll see all sorts of things. Boom. That got me. I was like, whoa. That
0: was a weird <laughs> thing to happen. Uh yep. yep. Absolutely loved that. And they're like, okay, cool. So now now she's got a blanket over the corpse. Both corpses are covered. He's like, Alright, time to leave. I'm just gonna grab my jacket. The corpse reaches its corpse hand up and rips his dick off. What it mutilates his genitals it's, like. I mean, I guess ripping his dick off is is a kind version. Well, well
1: yeah. For, 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 first,
0: it scratched down. Imagine how much like,
1: force. Whoa, she must have like razor blade nails
0: through cutting four
1: four through his denim. Cuts his dick in four places, then squeezes it, and pops just it, basically.
0: rushes it. Uh, you know what?
1: And the movie ends on a screaming still frame of his face. Like, what the fuck? Sarah and I watched this for the first time, just, and we were both just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't believe it. I mean, it... Oh, we were cracking
0: up. There are so <laughs> many moments in this movie that are like that. I mean theaters I can't imagine can you imagine going to like 42nd Street and like you're like going to one of these like shitty theaters and you see this like holy shit pieces it's exactly what you think it is is the tagline you're like oh shit I fucking love that tagline but it's like you go in and you're looking at like oh this is gonna be Chainsaw Massacre times 10 you know this is mm-hmm. like i'm about to see the cannibal holocaust of chainsaw slasher movies mm. and then you go in and this shit happens yeah I, I can't imagine i heard like the the reports of people who went to these say that it was like riotous people were just laughing their asses off like even <laughs> in the 80s when this came out it was just like a party for the showings of yep. this movie and it had Like a reputation, and it probably did so well in theaters because people were mystery science theatering it and they were just going in and they were making fun of it and they were, you know, rocky horroring all over the place, screaming and just making fun of all of the scenes and (laughs) laughing at all the things that were fucking hilarious. I mean, obviously unintentionally hilarious, but I I wish I had been one of those people to see this in a room full of crazy eighties idiots who are all fucking drugged out of their minds. And just, man, that must've been an amazing experience. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I wrestle with my feelings with the ending of this movie because I, I, I love it. It's absurd, but I almost wonder if it would have been better if they just ended it with the, the corpse falling out of the freezer. I mean, the, the bookshelf, you know, onto him and just like froze on his face there instead of the little postscript crotch grab. Like, But then again, that would make it an actual legitimately scary movie, as opposed to the farce that it became. (laughs) What a weird decision.
0: I just, I I don't know how you would arrive at that decision. Why would you, how would you come to, all right, and then the dead pieces are now alive, uh, but we've never had, we haven't had any supernatural stuff in this movie. This is not a supernatural movie. Well, now Nowhere it is. in
1: the Dean's house did he have, like, pentagram books, you know what I mean? Right. Satanic sure. Verses or anything like that. Like, that would have made semi-sense. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Like, if it was it, like...
1: Or, or even if they said it before the bookshelf, like, wow, a lot of weird books on the occult
0: here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, my God. that I mean, that would have been... That would have been set up for an occult version, like a crazy supernatural sequel. But, yeah. Yep. It, to change it at literally... Mm. Fifteen seconds before the movie ends, is it just
1: becomes it becomes trauma Fair for our final ten seconds? <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> I, that is so a trauma scene. It's mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet. It's throwing the dick back and forth. It's the you know it's yep. so many
1: that that, that pop is right out of oh, poultrygeist. <laughs> yep, it is right out of poultrygeist.
0: <sighs> well, it's still just one of the goddamn best movies ever.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I'm I'm shocked that I slept on this so long. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's I'm I'm amazed. I'm amazed that you. It feels like one of those movies that's unavoidable. Like it just feels like it's everywhere, and that it's like one. Just everybody talks about it.
1: Oh, it's definitely a movie that I was familiar with its existence. It wasn't like I've never heard of it before. I just had never got around to watching it.
0: Well, I mean, and another reason to avoid it is that it is. It's almost like. All of the uh, like the press for it and everything describes it like you're about to see Cannibal Holocaust. Like mm-hmm. you're about to see something that is too far. That's going to push you to a point where you're like, I'm uncomfortable here. Where you're watching Hostel. You're watching something that you're like, this isn't something that you're supposed to see. <laughs> it's going to yeah. damage your psyche to watch it. <laughs> and it's like. No, this that's that's not what this is. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> this is not a psyche damaging movie at all.
1: Nope.
0: But uh That's fun. I loved it. Super fun. I'm glad Strong we, recommend. Yeah, <laughs> strong, strong recommend on this one. <sighs> yeah, that's great. I'm so glad that we get to do this, even though, you know, we haven't had any time. That's great. I'm glad that we managed yeah. to pull it together. Um Yep. Awesome. That was super fun. It's good to see you, Matt. Yeah, dude. <laughs> all right. Well. So, you, uh, oh yeah. What you got something? Oh, nothing. No, okay. I don't actually. No nah, all right. Oh, got, I do actually. I do actually. Be on the lookout. Uh,
1: um, I'm doing a piece with Josh Schaefer from Lunch Meat, all about my uh, ridiculous Batman and Robin collection. <laughs> awesome. So that's gonna be out on his website sometime soon. <laughs> that's uh, so great. If
0: you're unfamiliar with Lunch Meat, check out Lunch Meat. Yes, stuff. you should. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, sweet. I am very excited about that. Cool. <laughs> Check that out. Uh, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast. You can follow me at Coast City Comics and uh, you can purchase things from our comic shop, CoastCityComics.com, where we sell all sorts of crazy things and specialize in horror and all that stuff and skateboards and whatnot. And you can buy my comic Rad Wraith, which is about a horror skateboarding comic monster. And it's great. And... Uh, and you can actually go inside the store now. Now you can actually go inside the store, which is kind of nice. Are your pinballs open, too? Not yet. I don't uh, know what to do about that, man. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yep. it's, it's just... I don't know if it's safe. Uh, this is such God, a... Look at you playing it safe in a pandemic, you fucking pussy. Yeah, why? Why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Uh. Anyway, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for yeah. listening, and uh, thank you, Matt, for being here. And uh, we'll yeah. talk to you soon. Awesome. Peace. Right. Have a good <laughs> night.